everyone, this is Ad Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is August the 13th, 2020. Stronghand, long-term thinking, buying over crying, personal responsibility is a new counterculture Buy and hold. This game is not rigged. One day closer to an all-time high. Apex predator. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. I'm offended by selling. Uh, don't FOMO on alts. We'll talk about that in a second. Don't FOMO on DeFi for sure. All right. Hello, my lead friends. If you have questions, I have answers. Uh, type in uh, Bitcoin Meister or do a super chat, please. I see someone said, dude, do you smoke weed? That That's not a good question, dude. Are you new? You're not new, dude. And you, why are you asking? I don't do any drugs, man. There's, it's so bad for you. you. A guy that's got this much much energy, you ask a question if he smokes weed, if he's like, Ugh. no, I'm not some lethargic dude sitting on a couch somewhere, okay, waiting for the government to send me a check. We're in motion here. Pound that like button. Hey, Crypto Beacon yesterday said holding over folding. Baby, that's what it's all about here. Holding over folding. You don't you don't fold and sell. I'm offended by selling by those folders. Who, oh, it went down to 3,000. Better panic now and sell. No, holding. Strong hand. All right, that's what it's all about. Tomorrow, 3 p.m. Friday. This week in Bitcoin. All right. All right, dudes. Super chats are always welcome. That gets my attention more so than the uh, just typing in Bitcoin Meister. It, it just plops out in these huge, beautiful colors on the side there. Okay, so the Justice Department seizes – so, yeah, 3 p.m. Friday Eastern Baltimore time. Uh, we've got some guests that they're all being juggled right now. Hopefully it will be 3 p.m. tomorrow uh, Baltimore time. Justice Department seizes millions in cryptocurrency from terror groups. Oh, man, big scary headline on CNN. Uh, CNN even covers it. Okay, CNN. I look at CNN.com. Yeah, it's a bunch of trash, but you gotta you gotta read the trash sometimes too to get the current events. Uh, just diversify a little bit. I don't spend much time there, trust me. But uh, yeah, it, it's there to scare you. Of course, everything at CNN is to scare you. But there, the article itself is is like blah. It doesn't explain anything. How did they how did they confiscate millions in cryptocurrency from terror groups? I thought if you control your own private key. You, they can't take it away from you. Well, not in the CNN article, but uh, over at the CoinDesk article. And again, Chain Analysis, Chain Analysis, they have a report on it because they, they help track this stuff down. The U.S. Department of Justice announced the largest ever seizure of terrorist organizations' cryptocurrency accounts on Thursday, including millions of dollars in 300 crypto accounts. Funds were sent to gift card exchanges and other platforms. According to the filing, chain analysis says authorities seized more than a million from terror campaigns. The blog post went on to describe how the company tracked the funds, also noting that many of the addresses are hosted at various exchanges. So these geniuses out in the desert somewhere, <laughs> uh, they're like, let's fund our, uh, our hor horrific organization and let's keep our uh, – addresses at exchanges and and surely that will work out very well and not give away who we are and our funds won't be able to be confiscatable and then some of the people who supported these criminals some of the, the people were sending cryptocurrency from exchanges so i mean these people have no clue this is how early we are on we are in all this okay so yeah dudes if you're 
if you're doing something illegal and you you're relying on a third party, you you are not a smart dude. Uh, and uh, if you're sending or if you're because the people who were sending the cryptocurrency knew what what they were sending to. I mean, it, the, the addresses were listed on sites which clearly define, well, pretty clearly define where the, where you were sending the money to. So if you were sending it from an exchange, or or you, or you were the fool who set it up the address at the exchange, you, you're not gonna you're not gonna get away with this, dude. This is people trying to say uh, cryptocurrency is anonymous. Well, dude, you can make it so the opposite of that. Okay, when you're, de- when you're dealing with your exchange, and then it's. I say it's un- it is unconfiscatable if you control your private key. This is the complete opposite. When you rely on a third party, you're totally confiscatable. The very definition of confiscatable right here, what these dudes were doing. But so it, it makes a big sco- story. It uh, the, the the CNNs of the world can scare you and say that you know cryptocurrency is about criminals. Uh, Tabal Dakres said uh, he sent five Canadian dollars in Bitcoin in the Bitcoin overlay. George George Floyd would still be alive. No fake coins here. Uh, interesting point there. Uh, you talk about he uh, he was uh, doing something with counterfeit money. Uh, no, he he actually would not be alive still in the Bitcoin overlay. Let me tell you why. Because if he was using real Bitcoin to buy all those drugs that he was on, he'd still be dead from the drugs that he was on. Okay, he was he was having a massive heart attack and stuff there. So, but but I I, I get I get your point. I. We, we do we do understand you, your your point there. He he wouldn't be out on the uh, the streets. Uh, well, he would he if he had Bitcoin, he wouldn't have fake money. I mean, he, he had an issue with uh, passing a fake twenty dollar bills. So yeah, I again I encourage people to have a, live a healthy lifestyle. Don't do drugs. Uh, don't get into counterfeit money. Get into real money, which is Bitcoin. Pound that like button. So thank you for the support there. Now, moving, we, and we talk about issues, uh, current event issues like that on, on the Beyond Bitcoin show. And, uh, and right now, I need you guys right to tweet this out. Tweet this out. It's I'm at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Tweet. That's the way you can support the show. I appreciate Tabal sending the five Canadian dollars, but it's free to tweet, tweet the stuff out there, dudes. Come on now. Spread the word. Spread the word. We TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-L-T, is the center of the Bitcoin Meister ecosystem. You get updates about the backup channel, this channel. I tweet all day. There's been good stuff going out there. Now, we're talking about third parties and uh, relying on third parties in cryptocurrency land. Not too good. Not, not too good as it. And you could learn from those uh, horrific uh, terrorists uh, what, what, what not to do, okay, if you want to you know, ha- keep your cryptocurrency. Because who knows one day if you're if you're keeping your crypto, your Bitcoin on an exchange and you're sending it to uh, Dave Rubin. Well, how about one day if, if Dave Rubin is considered an unwanted person and uh, you still have cryptocurrency at that exchange, they know you you sent some to that unwanted Dave Rubin. So they just take everything that you still have uh, you have laying there and hey, look, you get punished. That's it. It's not yours. You learn the hard way. They and the government gets to say, oh look. We cracked down on the supporters of Dave Rubin. We we got uh they, they were storing in exchanges, so we took from them. It's yeah, dudes. Um, yeah, my my, uh, my advice to people: <laughs> if you think if you're supporting someone like Dave Rubin, who's not controversial at all now, but you never know the way things are progressing, it, don't send uh, Bitcoin 
to, to people like Dave Rubin from the exchange. It's, it's insane. It's insane to do something like that. Um, you you got to have personal responsibility. Learn how to take care of your, your Bitcoin on your Trezor. Private keys. Watch Sunday's show where you learn about skills like that, okay? And watch uh, Tuesday's show, which was a high-energy – but maybe maybe this show will go out of control in a second too. Who knows? Get, I'm going to rave reviews about Tuesday's MicroStrategies show. I had a blast, of course. Uh, watch all – all the shows are linked to below. DisruptMeister.com archives there. Now, here is uh, – Decrypt has an article, MyCrypto.com has a plan to uh, stop Ethereum scams from succeeding. Oh, man. This is and this is where the, the third parties tempt people. They tempt people. I don't know what mycrypto.com, you store your, your cryptocurrency there, God forbid. Well, okay, you do. So they have a plan to to set to stop Ethereum scams from succeeding. MyCrypto's protected transaction system will check if you're sending Ethereum to a known scam address. Oh, isn't that nice of them? Isn't that great? So they're keeping track of all the, the Ethereum and Bitcoin you're sending from their, their platform, seeing if it's going to safe addresses, not sending it right away either, not sending it, delaying it being sent. So yes, it is convenient. And probably other third parties will copy this. Dude, do not, and it's, it's, it's safe, convenient, it's easy. And so many people fall for this. It's if you learn the your own skill, if you learn the skills, if you learn not to get what's real out there, that you don't send away your cryptocurrency in order to get more cryptocurrency back, how insane that is. I mean, it's just alert. You don't have to worry about depending on some third party protecting you, protecting you. So, hey, mycrypto.com, this is where the big boys play. So you wanting to protect people, it's a good play because as you can tell in this real world today, everyone wants to be protected for people sneezing. And, and so, yeah, you're, you're, you're on the right track there. But dudes, they, they're keeping track of you over there. They can, if they can stop you from sending to a scam address, they can stop you from sending to your friend queue. And in the end of the day, they can confiscate it all also. So, yes, it's it's uh, it's safe. I <laughs> And they'll protect you from the new. Oh, those horrible Ethereum scams! They're so they're so tricky. Vitalik told me to send him a one Ethereum, and I get ten back. <laughs> and YouTube had an advertisement about it. It must be real. People fall for anything. So I need I need this third party to protect me from this because I can't use my own head to realize what's real, what's fake. I mean, we've we've gotten into this world now where it's like. Well, if I see it on the web, it must be true. It must be true if it's advertised on YouTube. Oh, it must be. I must be a servant to the algorithm. I need protection from others. All right. What a, what a world we – this – and so Bitcoin, if you, if you watch my Sunday show, just get the simple skills that the modern man and woman – and sadly, these men are like little girls now – they don't have anymore. They, they seriously do not have these strategies where they have personal, personal responsibility is the new counterculture, period. Pound that like button. But if, if you don't if you don't want to live in the counterculture in the, in the Bitcoin overlay, you have to depend on third parties that will eventually they'll, – they'll eventually jab you. It, it will cost you. It will cost you in the long run. Now we have another question here. I'm getting into – there's a new crypto dividend out there. Yes. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Greetings from Malibu, says John. Oh, I'm sure it's beautiful there. 
Uh, MicroStrategy, uh, one, two, three, no scoop said, MicroStrategy was the biggest financial news of 2020. I agree. Dave Portnoy dipping his toe into uh, into Bitcoin. Uh, Cash App, uh, quarter two, uh, Bitcoin selling at an all-time high. At this rate, 2024 is going to be insane. Yeah, of course, 2024 is going to be. 2021 is going to be insane also, man. But yeah, think long. Again, strong. I don't want to get... Strong hand 2024 for all you newbies out there. I don't want you to freaking out in 2021 selling all your Bitcoin uh, then. But yeah, bigger, but Microsoft was the biggest financial news of 2020. Yeah, I mean, definitely definitely in cryptocurrency. I said yes to that. But I mean, you can say that the – I mean, it, it, it's bigger news, but it's related news that the, the United States printed trillions and trillions of dollars and the entire the entire economy being shut down. I think that I think that's bigger news. But they're all intertwined, though, too. They're intertwined, too. So it's it's not a competition for wh- who's got the biggest news in all of uh, in, in all the world. It, the, the, what, 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 what's important is that you have the Bitcoiner inside your information and you grasp how important that freaking microstrategy news is to your financial future. If you grasp how big that news is to your financial future, you're going to have a good financial future. You're not going to be some dependent uh, comrade out there, uh, comrade Kamala dependent. All right. Now, in 2017, in that era of 27, we we're talking about 2021 being fun. You could create a, a Bitcoin uh, fork, a crypto dividend like B Gold. And it would get, and it was like in the top ten right away on crypto. Uh, B gold ended up in the top ten for a little bit on coin market cap, and people joked that the top ten would be all big, all forks and crypto dividends one day. Okay, uh, and the funny thing is, is that hey, that would that would be great marketing for Bitcoin. I'm not offended by all these people creating crypto dividends, but there were like some Bitcoin inquisition type of people. Some, some you would call maximalists, I guess, but I mean, they were like, yeah, these are so horrible. They're horrible. They're all scams. They're all this, that, and the other. And that really slowed down that trend that, that it played a role in, 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 uh, you know, devaluing the crypto dividends there. Now, of course they all, all coins really don't have fundamentals behind them. So they, they were doomed in the long run at CB cash, but one has to see that I, I would love if, uh, you know, you, you come up with an altcoin and call it Bitcoin, whatever. I'll just call it B, whatever. And it gets into the top 10. It, incur- it encourages people. You know what? The only way I can create uh, an altcoin that's going to be valuable is if I if I fork it or airdrop it off of Bitcoin and I use the Bitcoin name. That's how I'm going to get in the top 100, the top page, whatever you want to say. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. I don't, I don't think it's beneficial for fans of Bitcoin, fans of Bitcoin holding to just just go crazy over you know just really say no it should all stop it should it's horrible they're stealing the name no one owns a bitcoin name anyone can look uh, fake toshi uses the bitcoin name it's it's not really bitcoin so i calmly say it's not really bitcoin okay great but he's still showing the world he's not calling it litecoin sv he's calling it uh he's not saying he's charlie lee he's saying he's satoshi nakamoto i mean there's a big difference here so back in the 2017 era it it was fun it was fun when they were giving out the when the b gold was up there and everything so the question is will it happen again in 2021 and are we starting to see signs of it now now nick carter puts out this tweet just got an email about a new bitcoin airdrop slash fork with smaller blocks 
So it's optimized for IoT, that's Internet of Things. Oh, buzzwords up the yin-yang there. It's, a, it's officially 2017 again, he jokes. And then he says, it's not 2017 again. And I agree, it's not 2017 again. Uh, if it was 2017 again, we would, we'd be seeing wild uh, uh, crypto dividends every day. And uh, DeFi would, well, DeFi is growing. Uh, it would be on that ICO level of insanity. But we will see 2021 will probably be 2017 again. So there's one called Bitcoin Global. Be Global. I link to it below. I link to their Twitter below. Uh, it looks like it's like two dudes trying to pull something off. They got a nice website um, and they're using uh, big words. Uh, they might have been involved in uh, Ethereum tokens before. So the, the bullish... Uh, the, the, the bullish uh, interpretation of this is that they somehow uh, they went out of their way to uh, uh, contact Nick Carter. So they're spreading the word about it. Is it is it something you should uh, have on your radar? Uh, I'll keep a track of it. OK, it, it looks pretty uh, it looks pretty lame. But are, are, if they're doing it, are other people thinking about doing it? Probably. OK. So it was there were a lot of people that said we'll never have uh, these forks again. We'll never have these. uh uh, uh, airdrops again, and we've had them throughout the, the time between now. And I mean, so many of you did well off of the M MWC and uh, B Rhodium and stuff like that. That came around. They they, they basically came around after uh, twenty eighteen. Yeah, B Rhodium was during twenty eighteen, I guess. But uh, it took a while to, to to work out. But 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 the point is, is that hey, maybe it's uh, things are getting frothy over there again. It's it's just something to smile about. It's interest on your Bitcoin. If they actually got on an exchange, which it doesn't look like these dudes will get on an exchange, that's great that you get it for free. You never buy anything you can get for free. You don't fall for their big words. Oh, they said IOTA, so I had to buy it. You know, I, I can't – and, and this is what we were talking about before. There's so many gullible people. If, it's, if, it, if there's an advertisement for it, it must be true. If someone said on the internet it's good, it must be good. I must buy it. People are more naive than they ever been before, I, I, and they just want. And then they blame other people for their naivety. Well, it was on YouTube, so how couldn't it have been true? I mean, you got to take care of yourself. You can't let some YouTube algorithm take care of you. You can't let some uh, some dudes, uh, two dudes that make a crypto dividend, convince you to to buy it when you you're, you can get it for free if it, if they actually do the hard work. Um, okay, so there we go. There's. I, I always say I'll tell you about the latest crypto dividend. There, there's your latest one. It's not. Uh, it, it's just uh, you know. It's just something that uh, maybe maybe it's a sign of a bigger and uh, quote unquote better ones to come. Remember, I've been predicting one day there'll be a legit. There'll be, someone will want. Oh, it's so unfair. The Bitcoin uh, guys like Adam Meister got in early. We need more Bitcoin. We need to fork off Bitcoin so they're more. We need it to be inflationary. 42 million coin and uh, that that'll be the that'll be a big one that'll be a big one when that happens the the fork for inflation the the fork for uh, uh, bailing out the poor helping helping those poor useless people who not useless poor poor people who fall they fall for anything and they didn't know about it in time they were they were worried about politics instead so we gotta we gotta give an opportunity to get this inflated uh "Quote unquote Bitcoin that we will give to all you guys for free." Okay, now CoinDesk, Coin Coinbase article at CoinDesk, Coinbase to offer Bitcoin-backed loans to U.S. customers. There we go again. 
They know the impulsive people. They 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 st they have some Bitcoin. They're silly enough to give it to a third party like uh, Coinbase, and then Coinbase will will loan them some uh, fiat and make money. It's a it's a win win for fiat for for Coinbase. How can they lose? How uh, it, it, this is great business model for Coinbase. It, they're look. You can get loans. All you impulsive people that you you think you you own your Bitcoin. You, look, you can get cash if you give us your Bitcoin. And, uh, and and then we'll get more cash once you pay back. Then they will get interest and hey, you'll you, whatever. But you'll be able to get a a, a, a new car or a new big screen TV or whatever, and we'll we'll profit off of your your cash. And at the same time, if you don't pay us back, ha, 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 we keep your Bitcoin, and you're really in trouble then. But that that's fine. I mean, they're putting it out all out on their open. They're not scamming anyone. It's a legitimate business. Uh, there are all sorts of loan. Entities out there, payday is better than a freaking payday loan, is it? Well, not not if you don't pay it back. It's not because then they got your Bitcoin. But hey, hey, this is where the big boys play. Coinbase is is such a legitimate, is such a player in this space. They're doing all sorts of things. You can hate them. You can be a hater. They can go public. They can get it sold to Goldman Sachs. Who knows what's going to be happening? You could be jealous that Brian Armstrong is going to be wealthier than. I mean, who knows? He, he'll be up there. I mean, he could be in the in the the. the Forbes 200 one day or whatever the heck it is, the richest dudes in the world, you worry about your darn self and you learn, you learn to take care of your darn self and you don't fall for things like that. Like, hmm, well, maybe, maybe I need some extra cash. I should uh, give up my Bitcoin to a third party. No. So Barstool Sports is a Dave Portnoy. He appeals to a lot of impulsive people who, who want short-term answers. Um, and I, I like that he's talking about Bitcoin because he is introducing it to these short-term impulsive people who usually will just, you know, buy Tesla and, and flip it and, and you know, and who knows what they'll get into. But he's introducing them to something maybe they've never heard of before. And the Winklevi, who everybody's jealous of also, envy, envy, disgusting envy out here. I need to be protected from these, these people that I'm envious from. Please, government, come and punish the people I'm jealous from. No, learn personal responsibility, people. But – uh, and so, yeah, you, just because Dave Portnoy is saying crazy things about Bitcoin and he mentioned – I think he mentioned some freak altcoin. Don't blindly do what he does with some freak, freak altcoin or something if he really did it, all right? He, half of his, his game is just joking, uh, but he is a marketer, and I like that he's putting that Bitcoin name out there. He had the Winklevies on with him. He said he bought a million dollars of Bitcoin, okay? He has a million dollars worth of Bitcoin. Good. I really hope he did that. That's good for all of us. That is great for all of us. He really did that. He tweeted out a silly tweet that says 1,200, here we come. He meant 12,000 probably. He, I mean, he's doing this. So, but it was with a big – it said Barstool, and instead of uh, the, the normal B for Barstool, it was a, a Bitcoin B. So that's awesome. He's giving Bitcoin uh, some free marketing. Yeah, some of these dudes out there, they're so impulsive. Uh, they're probably going to get into some whack altcoins that, that they could probably get for free. Maybe they'll end up buying Steam, which they could get for free if they actually took the time to you know make their own uh, content. But they don't. Uh, but I mean, this is just where the big boys play. This is where the big boys play. Do, do, do you need the do, do you need some guardian angel out there called the government to look out for all these silly impulsive people? Let them learn the hard way. Let that. I mean, that, that's you are a long term thinker. Okay, you are a long term thinker. You watch this show. You know, you know what, what to watch out for. You take your time, okay? Okay. Th these dudes, they don't, all right? But I like, and maybe some of the people in the Dave Portnoy audience will turn 
to the to the to the twenty percenter side, okay? And uh, we'll learn some good lessons from all of this. So if you want to watch that, that is linked to below. Hey, I was in such a rush to get this show off the ground, and God, uh, things I'm still in a really big rush now. Uh, I didn't like if you're watching this live, all links aren't uh, named right now. What they are, you can you can probably tell which each each one is. Galaxy Digital, it, which is uh, Mike Novogratz's diversified financial services and investment management company in digital asset, cryptocurrency, and blockchain technology sector. Oh my God, gobbledygook! Uh, it's like, hey, and he could do it. Hey, we're a third party, and we'll do everything for you. Don't use your own brain to, to buy your Bitcoin. We'll do it for you. We'll do hedge funds, uh, portfolios, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, whatever. I don't agree with that at all. But he had a big uh, advertisement in the Financial Times today, uh, which, hey man, this is getting more and more mainstream. Barry Silbert of Grayscale was actually the dude who, who tweeted out the picture of the Financial Times article, uh, not article, uh, advertisement. Grayscale, though, in this article from Cointelegraph, talking about how, how great uh, Grayscale crypto pro products uh, are, how everyone's buying them. What Something that was buried in the article, which is really important, they, the Grayscale targets financial advisors with education, okay? They are, they're going out of their way to contact traditional financial advisors, educating them what they think Bitcoin is, okay? But they're skewing – it's skewed. So these traditional financial advisors, the only people that are reaching out to them in, in the Bitcoin space are, are people like a Barry, or is, is Grayscale. And Grayscale says, hey, look, look, you can – you traditional financial advisors, you can keep on being traditional financial advisors. Get your people – to buy, buy for your people our fund, okay? Who cares about, you know, controlling your own private key? You buy the G. So this seems to be working. This this method of reaching out to financial advisors, they're, they're learning about Bitcoin, but it's not really Bitcoin. They're learning about GBTC. And uh, hey, you know, this this where the big boys play. We, we Anyone could reach out to financial advisors and try to tell them, uh, what's going on uh, in Bitcoin. And what's going on is uh, Barry's uh, Grayscale has their own narrative and the traditional uh, financial advisors are eating it up. And instead of buying Bitcoin for their clients, which uh, would probably put them out of business because their clients could just buy the Bitcoin, they buy something uh, that, uh, that middlemen are good at, uh, traditional funds or something that appears to be a traditional fund like GBTC. All right, so there's there's an interesting insight. Bar Barry, he's not hiding anything. He's not hiding anything out there. And hey, so yeah, if, if you still have a, a financial manager, a traditional financial advisor, yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get caught up in in not ending up with the real Bitcoin. Okay, you shouldn't have it for that. Be your own financial advisor. Personal responsibility is new counterculture. It's amazing in this world. But it's not amazing. It's as a, the theme of this whole show is that people want other people to take care of them, and having a financial advisor is all about somebody else taking care of your money. You 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 don't have the personal responsibility to take care of your money. Some of these dudes are multimillionaires and they have financial advisors, and so they're saying, and, and it's worked out well for them. But they're straight up saying, oh, we don't we don't we don't want to think about it. We don't we're 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 all we're, we're we don't have the personal responsibility uh, that. You are – and that's why you're elite. That's why you're elite, the people that control your own Bitcoin. You are on a path that is a better path than all those people that are, are already wealthy that are stuck in the uh, traditional financial advisor paradigm.
Coinjournal.net has an article about this yam thing. Yam is some DeFi thing. I don't know what it was. It crashed uh, by security flaw. A security flaw was found. It was like a permanent security flaw. And I, I just said, I don't know what it is. But guess what? Most of the people who bought, bought it didn't know what it is. That's what DeFi is all about. That's what ICOs were all about. And we're just seeing the beginning of this. We'll have many of these uh, yam type of crashes. Pound that yam button. Pound that like button. Now, uh, <laughs> All right, what do we have there? No other questions. Good afternoon, says Cy Fly. Cy Flyer 67. Good afternoon in beautiful California, right? I'm in North Carolina and I need to go running soon, but I have to call someone. Oh, and of course, when I call someone, I do it on my computer because I don't have a phone. Pound that like button. It's awesome. Uh, no, no, no uh, phone fees for me. Now, I'm, I'm not... I'm not addicted to that. Got to have that nice phone. Got to fit in. Have a good phone. Zero phone. Ethereum high fees. All right. It's it's a form of validation for Ethereum. Actually, people are using it. When you end up with high fees, that means people are using your your uh, your coin. Bitcoin. It's happened to also. It doesn't happen anywhere else. And Nick Carter says, and before you ask, I'm a high fees are good kind of guy. Fees are chain revenue. My guess is transaction count comes down with the fee pressure, but high fees are validation for Ethereum. I agree it's validation for Ethereum, but Jan has, has better insight. He has better insight. He says, let's clear this up once and for all. When your primary use case is money, high fees are not a problem as a single transaction can settle billions of dollars. When your use case is universal computer, high transaction fees break your apps. Yeah, so that second that second uh, statement there, universal when you're trying to be a universal computer, high fees, uh, high transaction fees break your apps. Well, that's what Ethereum is trying to be. So on one hand, the fees are validating it. People are using it. People are I don't know maybe they're trying to use it for money. You really shouldn't be trying to use it for money because uh, supply not so sure how much we're going to end up with in the future. And the the peep the guy behind it doesn't want you using it for money. He's trying to get people to build crazy things on top of it. So interesting take on that. I just wanted to you know put throw that out there for the guys who go crazy either loving or hating Ethereum, there's, there's a middle ground there. Ethereum is clearly the next Ethereum. Uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum are the only uh, ones that are really being used. But is Ethereum being used the way that the dictator of uh, Ethereum wants it to be used? It doesn't look like that. And if it's if are high fees bad for what he wants it to be used for, probably. It's, uh, it's uh, And Nick Carter said something good about Ethereum. Should he be sent to the Inquisition? No, he's a smart guy. And I'm glad he said something like that that went against this frick, the the the, uh, the Inquisition uh, the in Inquisition talking points. Now, if MicroStrategy is keeping its funds at Bitcoin, why don't some governments uh, keep their funds in Bitcoin? Okay, at Bitcoin, I said I meant in Bitcoin. Okay, Co here we go. We, we've got all there's a, there's an article from Colorado about a that they uh, of a town that doesn't a bunch of towns they don't have cybersecurity experts. So they've some of them have been unfortunately broken into by hackers who demand ransoms and they've had to pay ransoms or they've had to pay millions more uh, for to, to fix their systems. 
it's, it's pretty bad, all right? But if they bought Bitcoin now and they don't say how much they have, they could use that big and over time that Bitcoin goes up in value. Well, it's an insurance policy for when this horrible thing might happen to them. But at the same time, they keep it long enough without a problem happening. They could actually hire a cybersecurity expert that would protect them from such things. So it, it, it's or they could use it to fund parts of their government. Right now, these all of these uh, all of these municipalities all over the world, bureaucracies are filled with inefficient, foolish, silly workers who do nothing, and they're so they're just targets for phishing attacks. So this is going to be this is going to keep happening over and over and over again. So either you fire the useless people, which governments refuse to do. They don't they don't buy, they don't hire people based on qualifications whatsoever. They hire just to fill quotas and just nonsense that for managers to have more workers working under them. Uh, it, it's it's not based on government is not based on profit. It's not based on success. It, it, it's it's based on complete nonsense. So if, if your whole uh, enterprise is based on complete nonsense, you're going to have a lot of inefficiencies and you're going to have uh, ways for hackers to destroy you and, and to, to blackmail you. But Bitcoin can be used as an insurance policy. And and then if you have to pay the people, if God forbid you ever have to pay the hacker in, in, in Bitcoin, well, you do have companies like, uh, what is that one, Coin Firm that can track down this type of stuff. So if enough uh, municipalities do get hacked, uh, one of the by the same hacker, he'll he'll mess up one day, and some jurisdiction will will catch him. So it's it's not a bad idea for some of these uh, jurisdictions to try to follow what MicroStrategy did. Now MicroStrategy, it's 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 an insurance policy of sorts. Uh, you know, in in terms of the the company's got to hold some uh, some cash. Uh, so they they do it in a uh, cash that they think is going to gain value with a with a public uh, organization. It would be insurance against uh, bad dudes out there, data breach people. All right. Do you know any good crypto writers looking for some freelance work? People, do you know any good crypto writers looking for some freelance work? I got a guy that sent me that. So if you know anyone, you contact me, Adam at TrezorHelp.com. You can set up a crypto consultation. You can send me a DM at TechBalt, and I will put you in touch with the guy who wants to do this. Uh, and finally, the, the the European Central Bank, that, that woman in charge of it over there, she has a really strange uh, – Christine Lagarde, she, she has some uh, a clip on, on Twitter, like reaching out to the youth, trying to tell them how great the uh, euro is, and she wants their input on the euro and – you, you know, you tell us about your thoughts on the climate change and the euro. You know, it make, makes completely no sense. So, and the, the, why, I'm, why I'm mentioning this is, is that the, the, the comments underneath, so many Bitcoiners just started chiming in there. Now, is it, it's sort of a waste of their time to try to get in an argument with the ECB people. But at the same time, it does show that Twitter, if you're going to play the Twitter games in terms of uh, finance, you're going to hear from some uh, some some Bitcoin dudes on Twitter, some Bitcoiners. So it, it's kind of funny. Uh, Bitcoiners don't let up, uh, and, and you get you got to hand it to them for, for not letting up. They, these dudes definitely had some conviction, and I think just someone should have said, uh, 
Bitcoin does not care about climate change. The, the, the euro might care about climate change. Bitcoin doesn't care about nonsense climate change. All right. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. What does it, it care? When we're, when we're talking about money here, we're not, we don't care about emotions and trends, pure numbers, pure unemotional facts. Okay. And that's the funny thing with her. It's like, we got to reach out to the children and make it emotional and give us your input. There is a, with Bitcoin, it's like, it's set in stone already. There's no changes. There's no, oh, let, let's, it's so ridiculous. Just so, so watch it. The comments were good. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, 3 p.m. tomorrow, Baltimore time. I will see you there. Spread the word, dudes. You don't need to, no need to send a, no need to do super chats or anything. Just spread it on Twitter, man. All right. Thanks a lot, dudes. I'm out of here. Bye-bye. Thank you.